Welcome to Rap in Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Branch. I'm Tori and B. How you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. Good? Sleepy Sunday. Yeah, had a good weekend so far? Mm-hmm. Um, what we had this weekend? Football, football playoffs started, mm-hmm. so when people are watching this, uh... We'll have uh, so we we found out that uh, the Miami Dolphins are made of fool's gold that they not that they not what what who they said they are they got yeah. their asses handed to them. Um, Calling that now. Yeah, they 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 lost. They out. Yeah. Uh, Joe Flacco um, turned back into a pumpkin. So that story mm. that um, you know that wonderful story that he has with you know making his little comeback mm. with uh with, with with Cleveland over the Texans. They're here to stay. C.J. Stroud is like him. Mm. Um. But yeah, for the most part, like uh, we found that out, and the Steelers couldn't have that game yesterday because it snow was too bad. Oh, and, yeah. and they were supposed to play in Buffalo, and the snow yeah. was so bad in Buffalo that people were asking. They were like, "There's no way that Bengals butcher so old as cold <laughs> in, 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 in these like in these snow areas, in type of area." Yeah. Speaking of Bengals butcher, I know he got something something dropping soon by yeah. the end of this month. Yeah, he does, and it's very like interesting because. Uh, he said that he's had like some of his music for over two years. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that works. Like, well, I get it it's, it's, if you're like, ref- like you're like talking about like past things or whatever like that. Yeah. But it's like it's always hard for me. I'm like, yo, why don't you just put it out like a couple months after you drop it? But I think he was trying. I think with him though, he was trying to finalize and make sure that this deal and everything kind of went the way that he wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was listening to him a little bit on JBP, and he was talking about um how now he has a budget and things are different now. So right. like. You and, know. Yeah, I heard that. And yeah. he has like full creative freedom and everything. Yeah, like that. yeah. So I think he was waiting for all of that to like pan out. But I'm looking forward to the album. I mean, I haven't been that excited for the singles that he dropped. I kind of just want to wait to see when he drops out. Yeah, I, I got a strong feeling that uh the project is gonna sound better as a as a as a one piece. Yeah, same than than hearing singles or whatever like Wayne, that. Wayne Wayne didn't smoke him though. I did hear that single. He didn't smoke him. He he was on par in my opinion. Yeah, I think yeah. I, it's funny because it's like Wayne can actually like talk that talk about you know being outside, but like Benny the Butcher is just like that's just like he was like molded by that shit. Yeah, yeah. And Wayne realistically, when was he? When did he have a chance to be outside? Like yeah. he's been yeah, he's, he's Michael Jackson rich and famous since he was like nine, ten yeah. years old. You know when I say that, sometimes people will like be like, "What are you talking about?" But like Wayne really is a Michael Jackson hip hop. He grew up in this shit. He's so like Wayne is. Wayne is so fucking talented because he's so disconnected from the things he talks about. Like, yeah. I don't think he he can just tap into that shit. I don't even know how he does. I, don't, I, don't I know think he has he people around him. And I think, I think well, I mean, I think he definitely, like, saw things in New Orleans when he was mm-hmm. a kid. Oh, for sure. But it's, it, you're right. Like, it's like, how, like, how, come on. You was a, there's no way you saw that. Yeah, but, yeah, like, um, but, uh, yeah, man, he's, he's that talented. Story, he's changed the story about how he got shot, like, five, six different times. Yeah, man, I, I think that, cash, like, what it, the way they explain it, pretty much Cash Money Records was ran, like, Motown. 
They all had they all had an outfit. They all had to like do. They had curfews and shit like that. It was a lot of shit they had to do. Um, even like they still like Little Wayne had to lie about his age for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like you know what I'm saying stuff like that. Like it's stuff like that that like people don't remember because a lot of people didn't really listen to Little Wayne to the Carter one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's when you know. Mm-hmm. For me, I started paying attention to like uh, Five Degrees. Okay, was when he really really. Nah, I was I was on I was on Born Since Lights Out. Yeah, since the block is hot. But um, speaking of Carters, uh, Sean Corey Carter. Oh, yeah, I, I'm yo. I I never thought the day would come where I would say this, but I am tired. Well, no, I'm tired of the people around Mr. Carter doing this. Anytime he does anything, they basically make it sound like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, mm-hmm. and they hype it up and they talk about it so much, and they then. We like he's whole. We, you don't need to do that. Yeah, just say yeah. Hope Jay Z's on the project. But the, yeah, I think I think they do it for this era to keep his legacy alive, and, and and they don't have to do that. You're right, but they do it for this era because this era doesn't really know like how we know. We <laughs> knew we we've been following Hope since the inception, since '96. Like we know, like we listened and saw the whole journey. I think that's I think that's really bad marketing because. I'll give you an example. Um, my friend Tyson, his daughter Nyla is a really big Michael Jackson fan. Mm-hmm. Like, the, and Nyla has no reason to be connected to Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like, he, she, she saw something. He, and he, he got her. He found her Moonwalker. Like, he got her like Funko Pops. She be trying to like, you know, what I'm saying like get like the Captain Crunch jackets. Yeah. Like, but okay, so it's easier though to keep a legacy alive for somebody like Michael Jackson. Cause he's a po- he's such a polarizing person. Like the nigga, you know, moon, you just said it. Moonwalk. He had his own video game. He had his own like uh, fucking socks, the gloves, the leather jacket. Like he has so many things that tie into his legacy. That it's like I guess for a rapper, we're seeing him figure it out in real time. Wait till you meet my kid. <laughs> you talking about? <laughs> Looking at you, like, what you talking about? <laughs> You don't think my kid gonna have Yankee fit low? Fucking hat, like fucking like, 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 Yeah, you don't yeah. think my kid gonna see streets yeah. and watching before they before they turn five fresh? Come on now. Come Hush on. <laughs> Come on, Rex. Okay. You All know. right. Touche. I think um but 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 with Mike, like I said though, it's easier to just carry that on. Like you'll have to find different ways to do that with your kid. No. Telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I saw Goodfellas in the theaters as a child. What year was that? Uh, ninety one. Oh, yeah. Gavin took me to see Goodfellas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. I don't think I knew that. That's funny. Um, but yeah, man, I think I think you're right though. Like as far as like his team, they're just not handling it right. They just need to let his shit come out and just speak for itself. Yeah, telling us that he that he's rapping for nine minutes. Yeah, with yeah. D'Angelo, mm-hmm. I didn't. I don't. Um, I listened to that shit, and the fact I think I was more mad that D'Angelo had no lyrics. Essentially, he kept repeating. He just kept repeating himself, mm-hmm. and I was waiting for D'Angelo to sing about something. Yeah, and I'm not saying that it didn't sound good because obviously it sounded great. It did but, sound good, but like I was like, yo, this is just a really long interlude, mm-hmm. and you know. um, James, who was Seal's brother, um, I, I was so mad. I was just like, yo, man, all right, you know. Oh, he's Seal's brother for real? Yeah, he's really Seal's brother. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it was so 
Yeah, he's the wacky brother. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like I was really upset. I was just like, yo, you ain't had to do this. And and mind you, it's funny because like usually I'm the one that inside the side was like, let's stay up till midnight to listen to it. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, right. I fell asleep before midnight and then I woke up at like one AM and I was like, Oh shit, twenty one. I went to twenty one first. Yo. Went to twenty one and I heard like uh maybe three songs and I was like, nah, I wanna save this for my run. This nigga going crazy right now. Mm-hmm. Save this for my run. So I turned it off and then I went to that. And I heard that song and I was like, bro. Let's 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 stay on that. Twenty one Savage put out his mag his magnum opus. This is his best project. Yeah, this is his best project. He this um is the most well balanced project. He what? Do we have Drake to think? No. I don't think so. I think so. Oh. I think I think him um working with Drake closely for for so for for these amount of years. Kind of gave him a different perspective musically on how to craft the album and how to like make how to like like basically be the best version of Twenty One Savage, but like um, crossover, and like he really embraced his R and B, his his love for R and B on this project, like really did, and like I know like he he lets it be known openly that he loves R and B and stuff like that, but like he he mixed it with the production, mm-hmm. and obviously you know Metro's his man and Metro hates Drake, but mm-hmm. like I think that Drake you know kind of think- like. I think it's so weird to me that Twenty One hasn't squashed that between them. He's friends with both, like good friends with both of them. I'm sure he knows what's going on and the ins and outs, and he could just be like, "Yo, y'all niggas, y'all gotta stop this." I feel like he could do that. Not to say he hasn't, but it, 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 it seems like Drake is the the petty one and probably can't probably can't get probably. through to him. Yeah, probably. I feel like, you know, like 20, I mean, I feel like Metro made his statement and then like Drake just went off the handle like, nah, we can't talk about shit. <laughs> like, don't say you ain't got nothing to say to me. Yeah, I get that. But, um, but no, 21's album, really, really happy for me. feel like I've been championing 21 since I first heard him. You have. And, um, and I was like, and I knew it was something, like we saw him at South by. Yeah, remember somebody was throwing stuff at the stage at them, and they were like, "You do something else at me, I'm gonna come down there and beat the fuck out." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We saw that. We saw that talk about he wasn't really even out here like that. Yet. He said that to a crowd of like a thousand people. And then Savage Mode came out like a year later, yeah. and I was like, "Man!" And then I, as soon as that shit comes on, fuck with my roly, mm-hmm. fuck with my roly, and I was like, "Ah, this my guy, this my guy." And then I heard his music, and I heard the progression, like, and his build up. He Definitely one of the most improved rappers that that we've that I've heard in some time. Lyrically, Twenty One Savage. Um, lyrically, Twenty One Savage does a lot with a little. Like he doesn't. He, he doesn't. Yeah. It's not like a lot of like wordplay and stuff like that. He gets to the point, but like his. He has the tone, he has like the cadence, and it just works in mm-hmm. and, and the melody. Mm-hmm. Like it's very like it's a very um like simple like simple. It way is. of going about rapping, but like yeah. he gets his point across, and like even like with his metaphors and shit like that, it's mm-hmm. like yo, that was really that was really simple. Twenty one, yeah. but like it's, it still works. They don't make me. What he say on on um pillows? Uh, I ain't even got a show ID. They already know I'm twenty one. Like mm-hmm. it's just yeah. it's mm-hmm. simple, but it's like you know it just works. Um, so yeah, I was very happy nonetheless with the twenty one project. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got? Who else dropped? Um, let's see. So. Cuddy drop, mm. and here the hearing DJ Drama be the first voice on that project was, I was I was jarring. like, well not jarring, damn okay I think Reg might have some. I was actually ple- I was jaded at first and then I listened to it and I was pleasantly surprised. Okay, but 
Um, yeah, like I feel that a lot of artists have figured out that like DJ drama taps into a nostalgia for us, mm-hmm. and it just works. Yeah. So it's like you know, I'm pretty sure like all, all of these artists were fans of Gangsta Grills mixtapes, but it's very funny to me that um they do that, and like I feel like Cuddy promoted this project all wrong. Yeah. Well, why do you say that? He has DJ drama hosting his project. You mean to tell me like why yeah, why couldn't really talk about why it. couldn't this just be a gangster girls? Mm-hmm. You know, I get it that Tyler didn't didn't do it per se, and then I understand that like uh Yeah, Tyler worked him into the theme yeah, of his album. Right. You know, um and, and people forget that uh Charles Gambino Stone Mountain was mm-hmm. was a was a gangster girls, yeah. right? But I, I think that like you should use him as you you should you should use him as promotion just as much as Khaled promotes. Mm-hmm. I think I mean, I don't know. I think they're figuring it out, but I'm waiting for somebody to call a clue. That's what I've been waiting for. Like, like, like I've been waiting for that. I don't but get that. I can imagine though that, like, since Clue is so reserved and he seems like such a distant person, that like, I feel like he's probably been reached out to and he's not doing it. He just doesn't want to. Yo, bro, I swear to God, yo, they better not ever give me like money, money. Yeah. I'm I'm going up to artists and like getting albums just for me. People sleep on the essence of like what Clue, uh, the little echoes and all of that shit. The build up of that, it just felt like you had something exclusive when yeah. when Clue talked on it. Mm-hmm. That shit was dope, man. And um, you're right. I think somebody should should uh tap Clue. Like, why isn't like Nicki yeah. working with Clue? Yeah. Do some street shit. Do like a five six minute. I mean five six song EP with Clue. Like just. I think These I think they're out of touch. To, a lot of yeah. artists are out of touch and like don't they be like, oh that clue was years ago. And they yeah. think that nobody fucks with it because it's not prominent, but like mm-hmm. they don't know how much people will be excited to hear they that shit. To, man, to, to reach back and do some shit like that would be dope. Right. Um did you did you check out Bodie's new, yes. new situation? Uh, not the whole thing though. I heard maybe like six songs. Okay. And I like it. I do like it. I like the production on it. Him and Nicholas Craven work together really well. So I listened to that like very briefly because I was listening to so much. I was so tapped in with with Twenty One, mm-hmm. um, and and then Cuddy that I didn't get to really and, and Caliuchis, so I didn't get to really lock in. But like I listened to it just to say I heard it. I'm like, all right, I gotta like really sit down and like listen to this project. Yeah, yeah, they work together really well. I I just hate the album covers that they come up with together. <laughs> they need something else. It, okay. It's like I know I know Bodie is uh was recovering because he had a really bad car accident. Right. So like on the cover of this one, I think he has like a neck brace on and he's like laying down, but it's like a it's like drawn, it's grainy fault, it's weird. I don't know. And they do that's like their style, that's their aesthetic together. Okay. I don't like it. Well, also uh Tizo touchdown, I can't get in there. Nah, I like um I know, so he dropped the deluxe. Um I did like the album. But the deluxe, he added a couple more songs. I heard maybe two songs from the deluxe. I haven't. I saw him live at Travis's concert. I didn't do it for me. Yeah, yeah. I some of these some of these newer acts aren't the best live. And like is like I I know it's like he's going for, it, but it's like yo, bro. Like I'm a Nirvana fan. Like I'm a mm-hmm. fan of these actual bands that like he's inspired by. So mm-hmm. it just don't work for me. Okay, I get it. Um, I get it. But moving on from from that, right? We have some stuff that happened in pop culture. Obviously, Cat Williams pretty much yeah. made uh, Shannon Sharp like the most um, popular podcaster, mm-hmm. like rivaling like people like Joe Rogan mm-hmm. and stuff. Crazy, um, yeah. You know, um, 
I guess like you know, I guess it, I guess fuck Steve Harvey from now on. I'm man, not. I don't know, man. It's it's crazy though. Like I've never ranked Steve as like this all time great comedian, but I He's did a, appreciate I, what he did. Like, I, I rank him as a host more than yeah, a, yeah, um, same. A great I like I liked what he did for Kings of Comedy. Mm-hmm. How like he kind of just was out there shooting the shit, and then um, when he took Homeboy's coat in the audience and took it backstage and like all that shit was cool and then mm-hmm. even even like the old school segment that he had of playing the music yeah that shit was fly to me i, I always thought steve was like fly i felt like i knew like an older person like steve oh yeah especially definitely. yeah like you like you from the south and like yeah. me in the midwest i knew somebody like that right so it was cool to see how he was but then you know and even cedric like cedric i always loved cedric um so, just the whole revelation that that cat went on about like him stealing jokes and stuff like that. I mean, I know what happens in the art, but yeah, it sucks. Cedric couldn't fool me. What do you mean? I'm not like none of us surprised me. He couldn't fool me. Mm-hmm. He seemed he seemed like somebody that was like like that that white. Well, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. He seemed like somebody that was manufactured. He couldn't fool me. Damn, I really like I really like Cedric. Man. Yeah, I mean, Cedric's a great guy. He's a great guy. But like, I don't know him personally, but I'm talking about like oh, he has he's never disappointed me in comedy. Mm-hmm. Any special I watched, any movie he was in. <laughs> you like or, the honeymooners? Honeymoons on the day. But I'm talking about like as a as a uh as a guest star. Like you know, okay. like okay. like when he was in top five, okay. that was hilarious. Okay. okay. His scene in top five that you're also in. Oh yeah. Um but his scene in top five was like a show story. Like he he had show stealing moments. His his uh, what was that? Welcome home, Roscoe Jenkins. Yeah, he was great Martin, in that. Martin's brother. Yeah, he has he has really really good moments for me on film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. interview was at like last time I checked, it's at fifty million now. It's been less. Than yeah, two man. Weeks. Shannon Sharp, like for the, the for the for the for the first quarter of twenty twenty four, he's going to be the number one podcast probably. That's and he's probably going to get like so many sponsorships and deals and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, is he like ever ever since. Ever since that man um, tried to fight the entire Memphis Grizzlies basketball team, his life has been doing much better. Yeah. And John Morant's has been getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. Just think Facts. about that. Um, last thing I will talk about is Stephen A. Smith going off on Jason Whitlock. Do you like, are you aware of like the story and like what so, happened? He sold some of it. So like Jason Whitlock, I know um, he's kind of been taking shots for a minute and um, Stephen A. hasn't really been saying anything. But I think this last thing that he said where um, he kind of came as. <laughs> His career as a high school basketball player, college, college, and mm-hmm. um, when he came at him on that, I think it crossed the line for Stephen, for Stephen A. And, mm-hmm. and then he addressed it. Yeah. And then now, uh, Whitlock is still going in, like on Twitter and shit. Yeah, I, because I, I understand what Jason Whitlock's saying. It's just like, yo, what's the big deal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Stephen A. Stephen A. Did, I I would understand the more Stephen A. was like, yo, I was a star in this team, and everybody's like, yo. This stat sheet, yeah. like you know, what I'm saying, and like, like, no, yeah, no, nigga, you scored one point. He said, I, I scored, I averaged one and a half points, and I broke my leg in like the third game of the season. Mm-hmm. And like, my I just started, I just became a writer. And like, Jason Whitlock, you know, basically tried to discredit his, he called Stephen A. Smith for industry plan. Yeah, that was crazy. Like, as controversial as he was, and as much as he gotten in trouble and stuff like that, like, Stephen A. Smith started out on Hot 97. Yeah. On the Miss Jones show, I remember that. And he like, takes such, and that's, and I, that's mainly what what got under his skin because he takes such pride in his journey 
And he talks about it all the time. Any interview that he has, he talks about that journey. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, you telling somebody like that's selling a book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that book ain't authentic at all. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yo, I got people that pulled this coming in. He's actually lying to y'all. It's like, damn, bro. That's that's heavy. He called yeah. Steve called him a fat bitch. Yeah, he said, You bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you bastard. bastard. <laughs> Man, he, was, he went off. I wanna curse at people like that. Yo, he's one of the goals. Yeah, man. But uh, that that and the last thing I just want to talk about because I was fully unaware of this because I was out of town and then I came home to this news. Why are Jewish people in Brooklyn digging holes? Digging holes underground? No, I didn't know that. So, <laughs> where in Brooklyn? Like a specific spot? Like basically, <laughs> Williamsburg. Oh shit! So this this thing happened where like there was like this huge police report where they were saying that like they found people digging like tunnels underground mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, like Jewish people, and like they and then and you if you watch the video, you just see all these Orthodox Jewish people just coming out of the ground. What the fuck? They know something. <laughs> <laughs> they know, they definitely know and the police are just like escorting them out, and like everybody's like, "Why are you worrying about this? Like, we have stuff going on in, in Palestine." Yeah, like why are worried about us digging that, holes? Yeah, why are you worried about us digging holes? Like, yo, go over there and stop that war. Yeah. Like, but it's like, yo, what, the, what the fuck? Like, what are y'all doing? Like, I yo, wonder what they're doing. Yo, bro, like, yo, they said like they they have like underground cities. Like how many? How like it's a lot of them. Yes, bro. Like like thousands. I gotta look this up. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, bro. I really wanted to bring that that up because like when I discovered it, like I was just like, nah, this this is probably like coming from like Onion News or something like I'm that. I'm scared like, to even Google that. It's real, bro. It really happened. Damn. But <laughs> we can get to the album now. I just wanted to talk about that because I just wanted I'm to know. Look that up. I'm I just look that like up. I couldn't believe that they were just out it. here just digging underground. I'm gonna set it on my privacy browser though. I don't wanna. I don't want no smoke with nobody. <laughs> um, so yeah, so today, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting into an album that came out in 1994. Um, this artist is recognized for his storytelling ability. He's an H Town legend. Um, he set the blueprint in a lot of ways and the standard for the for the type of storytelling that he does, especially coming from the South. Um, and he's one of those guys that I feel like he comes up, he comes up in a conversation of great MCs, but sometimes it's an afterthought. And um and he he's not worked into the rotation like he should be in my opinion. Yeah. Like, um so like <clears throat> the album that we're doing today is from Scarface. Scarface yeah. he's, uh the diary in nineteen ninety four, October eighteenth. It's his third studio release. Um and it was released under Rap a lot. One of the rare few albums that received a perfect rating from both the source and double XL. Album debuted at number two and was certified platinum less than two months later. Um, what do you when was your first sitting with this album? My first sitting with in the, with this album was um in two thousand and three. Mm-hmm. Um I listened to every album that was rated um five mics by the source. Okay. And like I was just like listening to it because I was trying to um expand my palette with like hip hop because I wanted I just wanted to be more knowledgeable and like I listened to this project and it was my first time um hearing Ma playing tricks on me the only the Scarface yeah the ninety four version 
So I was like, okay. And, and, and also, I wanted to, like, understand because, like, um, obviously, like, Diary came out, and, like, I heard that project, and, like, yeah. I just didn't get why it was such a, like, uh, a big deal. And at that time, also, T.I. was starting to call himself King of the South. Mm. And I didn't, and, like, you know, um, Lil Flip kept saying, well, the King of the South is Scarface. Yeah. But I didn't even identify with Scarface being from the South mm-hmm. because, like, he didn't he didn't talk, like, how you heard other Southern artists yeah. talk. So I just thought he was, oh, he's Scarface, like, you know what I'm saying? And my first my first time, you know, was mom playing tricks on me when I was a kid. And then next up was uh, uh, Smile and with, with Tupac. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was, like, very, like, small. Because, you know, I was like, his content is, like, very, very mature. Mm-hmm. So I listened to Diary because it had a perfect score. And, like, people were telling me, like, I thought The Fix was his best project, which we'll get into that, right? Mm-hmm. Um so I was like, you know, but at that time, people still were championing Diary. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I listened to it and I was like blown away because also people were telling me, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 17. No, so this wasn't even 2004. This was 2003. So I'm seven, I'm 16, 17 years old and I'm still going off of the other things that I was told or like told to know. Yeah. yeah. Slick Rick is the greatest storyteller. Yeah. Um, the 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 best rappers out of Houston, the best rap group out of Houston is UGK. Like so, it's like all of these things, and I'm just like, damn, like the Ghetto Boys is cold. Damn, Scarface is writing mm-hmm. they shit. Like I think Willie D wrote his own shit, but like Scarface wrote everything for Bushwick Bill, or mm-hmm. Willie D wrote it for Bushwick Bill. So like, you know, it was kind of like my my my. It was it was like mind blowing to me, and I was just like, wow, like this this man is like really deep. And then, like, I just became, like, a bigger fan of his because I saw how much respect people have for him. Like, how Beanie Siegel, like, really, really respected him. Yeah. Kanye West respected him so much, he stole his engineer. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, like, um, my 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 first feelings towards his album was is that I was like, wow, this album's everything they said it was. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, what I thought. I think, um, I think for me... I caught on that. I was fortunate enough to know about Scarface early on because of my brother Z. My brother Z is a huge Scarface fan. So, like, he had, like, all his albums. But he was always... Scarface was always super mysterious to me. Like, he's mm-hmm. not in your face mm-hmm. music. Especially, he's not appealing to kids for, for you to listen to when you're, when you're young. And, you know, Very for me, adult. it was like he had this mystique to him. And for me back then, I always had this imagery in my head of Scarface with, like, a fucking... Fedora on. I think what video was it? He has like a he has a he has his hat low. You can't see his face really. Seen a man die. Yeah, yeah. And like that's always how I think of Scarface. Yeah. Like he's super like mysterious and he just pops up and he gives you like these crazy storytelling ability. And um and then he's just off in the darkness again. So it was like super mysterious. Yeah. Demo. Those are the a, type of people my brother was into. He was like, a reluctant star. Yeah, um, yeah. Like he just wants to rap, you know. Story time. Uh, so I learned Jay Prince wanted to start a group, and he wanted to like mirror the group and like the like the vein of of like a, a Run DMC three three man group. Um, and so like Scarface was like this like super duper talented dude in the area. So he mm-hmm. sought out Scarface, and then he put Bushwick Bill and Willie D in the group. It was supposed to be his brother in the group, but I, I believe either Jay Prince brother died or went to jail. Mm-hmm. And his brother was, and his brother was Sir Rapalot. Okay, but that's why the the label was named after that. So from that, he told he made like Scarface a proposition. Scarface was like, "No, nah, I don't want to do it. Like, you know, I want to play my own instrument. I want to be my own man." Like people in Texas are very, very like um, independent and yeah. prideful. Jay Prince wasn't taking no for an answer. 
pretty much like made him like offers he couldn't refuse, like offer the money to him, like, listen, you'll have like your solo projects and shit like that. And, but like you gotta make these ghetto boys problems. So like Scar um, um so Scarface got along with Willie D and like and, and Bushwillville, but like he you could tell like he doesn't have like he I think he respects Jay Prince, but he doesn't have like a lot of love for Jay Prince. Mm-hmm. And like he says that he hates every ghetto boys album. Huh. Because all of their lead singles were singles that he wanted to put on whatever solo project that he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he pretty much made, he still made amazing albums in spite <laughs> of the Ghetto Boys. So, like, uh, like Mind Playing Tricks with Me was supposed to be on Mr. Scar- Mr. Scarface's back. Um, it, wasn't supposed to, it wasn't supposed to be on We Can't Be Stopped. I didn't know that. And he, he, in the interview, he literally said, How, can you imagine We Can't Be Stopped Without Mind Playing Tricks on Me? Like, that, that song alone, like, pretty much, like, skyrocketed that album onto mm-hmm. the charts. So, for Scarface, like, you know, uh, like, he even has projects that, like, he didn't want to come out that he spoke about that pretty much, uh, that pretty much, like, they just pieced together in the studio or, like, um, I think uh, my homies too is just like Jay Prince wanting to put on his people and like just put Scarface on on songs with them. Yeah, Scarface yeah. like I don't even know those niggas. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like pretty much like yeah, but like Jay Prince was like like a he was something else, man. But uh, yeah, that's crazy. Fucking well, do you have do you have like a uh, not like he like Scarface has like a lot of albums, but like do you have like a listing of like your your top like favorite like three or five? Scarface albums. Um, so the fix being one of them. Okay. Like you, I think I thought that fix was like probably my favorite, but um, I think it's because of the East Coast influence that's in it too. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just Kanye, transitioned. Yeah. yeah, it made like the flow a lot more digestible for people that are that aren't in the South. So like you know you got you got Hov and you got um Kanye, Siegel. You know, let me see. But so the fix was one, mm-hmm. and then the the diary was always one that I listened to even back then that I liked. I just listened to it because my brother like really liked it. And then um, I'm trying to think of another. You got uh, the Untouchable, Made, Mr. Scarface's Back, and Demetrius. I like the stand. Oh, the homies. The homies, the yeah, homies, yeah, nah. yeah. so yeah, the homies is a good one. The homies is actually with his friends. The homies yeah. part two is the album that he hates. The, the homies was my shit. It only because of um, you must be used to, uh, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, that shit. That was my shit. I okay. like, I like the homies. So for me, um, I'll I'll just give it an order: uh, the fix, the diary, the untouchable, made Scarface's back, and Demetrius. Like I'll just stick with those. Like okay. those are my essential Scarface albums. The fix being number one, mm-hmm. diary being number two. Like you know, he has two classic albums. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think those are so. Getting into this album, uh, we got it kicks off with this intro that you know obviously is the Scarface um theme mm-hmm. from the from the film at least. Yeah. And then we go into the white sheet. Um, that has like this real old school feel to it, and like actually listening to this album, I'm like, damn, like, what's his relationship? really like with uh with nwa and, and well, i know guys. well i know him and, i know him and ice cube were like really cool yeah and cube is on the album yeah. but like there's a lot of songs on here that i'm like yo there's a heavy west coast influence on this right and well you gotta remember like for houston like it's is it's, it's, like it's so funny because like texas is like slapped 
in the middle of America. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like their influence, they kind of like pull from everywhere. Mm-hmm. So like that makes sense. And like at that time, like the G Funk was becoming the most prominent yeah. sound. Yeah. So I could I could definitely see that like they were taking that and just like kind of like adding their own like little twist to it mm-hmm. and making it and making it theirs down there. Yeah. Because even listening to the white sheet, I'm like, damn, Cube would have sounded amazing on this. Right. Um, but yeah, that that's that one stood out for me. And um and there's a couple others like what what uh what was some standouts for you? I believe I wrote it down. Hold on one second, I'll tell you right now. <clears throat> um, so uh let's see. Obviously my plane tricks me ninety four, mm-hmm. the title track, Hand of the Dead Body, mm-hmm. um, I seen a man die. Um yeah. seen a man die is like pretty yeah, much yeah. like a brilliant song for me. Yeah. And you know, um Everything else like is really good, but those are like my standout tracks. So yeah. those are like my top three. I've seen a man die. Um, it's such an emotional song. Yeah, it it takes up. It takes. It actually sounds even better now with the voice he has now. Mm-hmm. Um, because when he did this on Tiny Desk, and I'm sure like if you're watching this, you probably did see his Tiny Desk, which um, kind of added more fuel and it gave more. It put more eyes on Scarface for the newer generation. Yeah. I think. And um, that's why like platforms like that are so important. Shout out to Tiny Desk. Oh man, um, yes. But uh, when he performed that, I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like he sounds great. Like I feel like I feel like the hip hop community should use Scarface's voice, like how movies use Morgan Freeman. Oh my goodness, that would be brilliant, right? Yeah, that's a good one. Like I like I want to hear Scarface just doing shit. I want to hear him narrate things. Like he sounds great. He's lived a lot of life. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's one of the elder statement statement in rap. That would be fucking great. It um, would be. That would be actually a great idea. I think that uh Scarface is like a like he's he's a real like the same way I look at Nas like he's like he's he's a real artist musician. Yeah. And I think that um he like obviously he he uses hip hop as his vessel but like he's 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 like a throwback to like mm-hmm. a jazz musician. Mm-hmm. Where like he just you don't want to be bothered, you know, give him his like cigarettes or whatever like that yeah. and like whatever drink he likes and like he just gonna go and do his thing. And he loves the process so much. Yeah. Like that's one thing that he will repeat to you over and over and that's what he did on that um on that tiny desk. Yeah. He's like, yo, I fucking love this shit. Like this, like this part right here, like he's super specific with it. Mm-hmm. Um but could, some other it looks like he was having like jam sessions. Yeah, yeah. He was, yo, he was jamming. It's yeah. like we just was fortunate to be there. Bro. Have you ever? So remember uh, when when the Grammys or some platform did like a hip hop tribute, and there was like a big controversy because obviously people were mad like, how you don't have this artist, I don't have that artist. So they had Scarface come out and he performed by himself, but like Willie D was upset because he did he played he did mind playing tricks on me, and Willie D him and Willie D have a podcast together. Mm. So Willie D was really upset, like yo, how could you do? Like how could you not call me? And like you could tell, he like said this on the podcast, yeah. And it was a really big thing because you could tell that like Scarface was blown. Like they called me. I also he said I wrote the fucking song, yeah, like my funny. like my verse is the most popular. Yeah. But like Willie D is like we're a group. Yeah. We did this song together. Why didn't they have us come on? He was like, yo. He said they only had eight minutes, mm-hmm. and they had to fit in over thirty artists. Mm-hmm. So you would So I get the intricacies of it, but he still dropped the ball. He should have told him. Just like, just told him. He like, yo, like, yeah. like, yo, they they hit me to do this, you know. No, Reg. Like, I actually now I need you to see the clip because Scarface is just sitting there. He's like, 
Willie, you right. I was wrong. Yeah. And Willie just was going so no. But Willie D was just like, nah, you ain't getting off that fucking easy. <laughs> and like, Carface like, is like, they call me. I'm a solo artist. Like, I do, like, I get called to do shit all the time. Yeah. I'm a fucking Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I think, yeah, I think you should have told him, but. And, yeah, because Willie D was like, yo, if they ask you to perform a Scarface song, and Scarface is like, it is my fucking song. Like, I did it, um, I wrote the song myself. And then I gave y'all niggas a song. And it's y'all <laughs> biggest song because I was forced I wrote it. to write it. <laughs> and you know, and it's funny because you know Willie D is like a real tough dude. So it's like you don't want to get too crazy with Willie D. Like Willie D is known for knocking niggas out. Like he he's um been a like mad celebrity boxing. He actually like was an amateur boxer. So like Scarface didn't want to get too crazy because you know he mad was sickly. It, was it Willie D that he put out? Um then he just put out an interview with Cat Williams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Cat and Cat said that he asked terrible questions. Yeah, he told him that's his face. He yeah, was like, yeah, nah, you asked terrible questions. Yeah, the interview didn't go no. Like Willie D was trying to capitalize on like what's going on yeah. and like Cat. He got like, a million in a day though. Maybe because of, because of Cat, but yeah. like nah, like no, truly Willie Willie D doesn't like have good interviews, and Willie D's very intimidating. Mm-hmm. So it's like the fact that Cat said that to him, I was like. Yeah, yeah, cat don't give a fuck. Yeah, cat, 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 cat—the kind of dude that'll get knocked out and like once he wakes up, still talk shit. Mm-hmm. People like that scare the shit out of me. <laughs> like people that you can't like beat fair into them. Yeah, nah, I don't want no parts of them. Felix is like that. <laughs> Felix is like that. Uh, um, but on this, um, let me see what else stands out for me here. Oh, G's. So G's is another one that sounded like Oakland to me. Yeah, it's such a it. it's a nineties gangster song. Yeah. Like it sounds like the movies that we watched when we mm-hmm. were kids. Mm-hmm. Um and that's another thing about this album. This album could like I would love to see this album made into like a stage play or like a, a or like a dramatized movie. Cause that's what it feels like. It, it felt be. like Yeah. It, it really felt like, oh shit, like this is like some like revenge story mm-hmm. arc shit. And that's what I really enjoy. And I think um on the song what song is it? Where, it's, where it's, it sounds like like he's like telling the story of a revenge song. Um, on Jesse oh, James. Um, that's uh, uh, damn. No song is that? Was it? It wasn't No Tears. Oh yeah, it is No Tears. Yeah, on well, No Tears. Yeah, it's No Tears. And well, he um, talks about um his homie getting yeah. revenge for his homie. Mm-hmm. And like I would listen to it, I also like I wrote this down. Like, does Scarface have like one of the best voices in hip hop? And you yeah. already you already confirmed that because yeah. you were just like, yo, like he should narrate shit. He should be out Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he should be reading shit for us, right? Um, and I, I I really feel that way. I'm like, damn, like that. There should be an argument made for that. Like Scarface is so like nonchalant and like so like laid back. He doesn't care about certain. He doesn't care about those accolades. Like people give it to him, mm-hmm. but he doesn't care. But like, yeah, Scarface. Even- even the King of the South thing, um, yeah. when T.I. was saying it, and then people was asking Scarface, he's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. He, can, he can claim that. Whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I just think that's really, that's, I think that's dope because as much as like, well, Biggie never claimed, like, they just gave Biggie that name. Jay Z wanted it. Like, you, like, Jay Z was active and like wanting it and everything like that, right? Um, and like 50 Cent and like other artists or whatever, like that, the bravado thing. But I think it's cool. As fuck that like Scarface is like if that was y'all want to call me like mm-hmm. it's whatever and it's like it just shows or like the respect just comes and that's, like yeah remember when they made him the president of Def Jam South quote unquote yeah I remember that 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 shit was 
I was just like, because that was when he finally got out of his situation with Jay Prince and like he was able to do other things. I just think that was really interesting and really funny because it was just like, it was like some figurehead shit. Like he didn't really like call it, like he was pretty much like uh, a glorified like A&R, no disrespect. Like I think he said it too. Like, he, you know, he had, there was a lot of talent that he fucked with or whatever yeah. like that. Yeah. And you know, like that's why, like um, him being they, they pretty much made it sound like he discovered Ludacris and was like, nah, Ludacris was Chris Level Eleven. Yeah, he, 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 he was already here. He was already doing but I, I really would like to see Scarface get his flowers a little, little bit more. I, I don't know how to do that though because he is so it's so hard for him to accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like people be trying to give him his flowers mm-hmm. and he just be like, it's like nah, I'm I'm good. Yeah, like, I think I think he just. Him doing things on his terms is enough of a celebration for him. You know, I, I'm just glad. I'm just glad that, like, remember when he was really sick? That like he survived it, yeah. and right now, like, he's out, like, he's doing, doing things sick. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious to see, like, what his son, because his son, I don't his know if his son, son rap. His son does rap. Yeah. Okay, I thought he was just like a musician because he said that his son knows how to play instruments better than yeah. him and stuff like that. Yeah. He's having time. That's not. He's like, yo, this motherfucker, like, he's nice. Mm-hmm. Like, he is nice. So I it. And that's not, and that's not Brad Jr. either. Oh, it's not? No, nah, that, that wasn't Brad Jr. that he was talking to on, on Tiny Desk. Mm-hmm. He said his name, it's not Brad Jr. Because that, mm-hmm. that's what you know he talked about on, on Scampy Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad was two at that time. Mm-hmm. So it would have added up. But no, nah, it's another, yeah. that, that was another song. So that verse, that's one of the rap verses that I actually, that I actually shed a tear to. Yeah, man. That, that, was, that, that verse, I bro. got chills just thinking about it. Yeah, bro. Because see, even the story behind it of him going into the studio, he said he had a completely different verse mm-hmm. when he went to the studio to go do it. And then when that happened, he got the call. He re- he rewrote everything. Imagine being Jay Z on here, Scarface dropped that verse. You can't do shit because it's too real. Like getting on a song, and that's the thing when you get on a song with people where it's their strong suit. Like it's Scarface's strong suit to tap into emotion the way that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you get on with him, he already has the upper the upper leg, right? You know, so he had to already know. Facebook's going to do that. Right. And then, like, he even took it even further. But I will give Jay Z this credit. Jay Z always reached out to artists in other regions to work with him. Yes. Right. Got Juvie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Juvenile, Too Short, um, UGK, Scarface. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Shit. Uh, damn. Like, it's, it's not like, I think, I think, like, a few more, like, West Coast artists, like, that he's reached out to and, like, worked with and stuff like that. And I think that's cool. And I know that he gave a lot of credit to Biggs for that. He said that Biggs was like a big like fan of like artists from like the South and the West Coast mm, and stuff okay. like that. So I thought that was really cool. Huh. I would have thought that it would have been um it would have been Bleak that had him tapping in because Bleak was really big on that too. Well nah, Bleak was, but I don't think but you gotta remember early on, like Bleak was only like fourteen. Oh then yeah, from then, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure later on, like Bleak, cause well, yeah. no, remember Bleak was a, a big, a big reason why like um Jeezy and Ross was on on Jay Z's um, mm-hmm. radar. Mm-hmm. So that was when Bleak got older. But like now, nah, I'm talking about like early Jay Z, like when he was working with those guys. Yeah, okay. he he gave big stat credit. Okay. Um, elsewhere on this album, you got a song like Jesse James. Solid, Yo, solid tale of violence. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you hear the print sample? No. If I was your girlfriend. Oh shit. Yeah, no, I didn't hear it. Yeah, that sample was in there. Like, and when I like, I went listen. I'm like, damn, Mike Dean. <laughs> I'm like, goddamn, Mike Dean. Mike Dean has lived a million lives. I feel like. 
And he looks like he does, like he would never be around any of these people. Yeah, he does. He's His just hair like is always fucked up. He always looked like he had a crazy night. Yeah, it looks like he don't sleep. Like he's mm-hmm. just like this white man. Yeah, that just that's just around for all of this great music. But, but like, yeah, the authenticity is really cool because mm-hmm. he's not just there because like you gotta really fuck with Scarface to you're not just along for the ride. You right. gotta really fuck with him, you know. So that's what I like about my dude. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, the, obviously the story of Jesse James is he was a notorious bank robber from Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, there, there's, like, a lore about Jesse James, about, like, what he did in America for that time period because people kept telling stories about him over and over again. So, mm-hmm. like, Scarface, like, choosing to name a song after, like, this notorious bank robber was actually pretty cool and, like, kind of, like, channel that and tell that story. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was dope. Um, yeah, my, I mean... My wrestling mind, when I was a kid and I saw that, I'm like, oh, Jesse James. I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking about WWE. <laughs> it's like, you know, that's where my mind is. You know, so. so one thing I got to say, right, going down is, is the one song that I'm not a fan of on the album. Really? I like that song, but it's um, it's some crazy dirty nothing, though. Yeah, it's just like the nursery rhyme beat kind of sound like i just that that's like the one and it's not even it's a good song it's just like that like i guess that's me just trying to find something wrong yeah um i like going down he has a line on there he goes uh my homies women ain't a thing to me because if they caught one of my hoes they do the same to me like Damn, that's fucked up. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. Niggas were back in that time, man. Like, I don't know. I don't know what was up with there like the no men respect. and women. Yeah, you couldn't just weird. like like the fact that like dudes couldn't leave their women around their homeboys, and mm-hmm. it's just like, yo, why are you men? Why are you with her? Yeah, <laughs> but, crazy. crazy. But that um hand, hand of the dead body, the Cube and Devin dude, yeah, was just like it was. It was like so. Cube and and Scarface like kind of just had like a fucking storyteller on, mm-hmm. like because they're both great storytellers, mm-hmm. and. It kind of pains me that, like, well, Cube has done so many other things, but, like, it's like he gets overlooked. But, like, yo, in 1994, bro. That was his prime. Like, I like I know we were both kids, but, like, dude, like, what, like, when you, like, what, did your brothers champion Ice Cube when you were younger? Or, like, were they just, like, he's a movie star? Um, So this is where that gap comes in again. Because when I, like, 94, I wasn't here. So, like, when okay. I came back in 95, Friday was out. Okay, so, so yeah, it, it Friday, was, yo, Friday, yo, it's so yeah. crazy. Until Friday came out, like what I remember, like people would say Ice Cube was the greatest rapper of all time. Yeah, yeah. Like they yeah. were, like they were just like, yo, he got it, like he's it, like he's like he he got everything, like he's lyrical and like this is like real, like people believe everything he was saying, and then he had a nation of Islam behind him, and he was like from the West Coast, but like he he was using production with the fucking bomb squad mm-hmm. from from Public Enemy, like it was just like, yeah, it's crazy. I just. And I never really think about that gap, to be honest, until we do episodes of the show. Because then I think back and I'm like, oh, man, poor shit. I wasn't here. It's like I was off, not necessarily off the grid, but like there's certain things that I just wouldn't see. So like when I came back, obviously I knew that Q was a rapper and you know, I didn't just identify him as a movie, as a movie star. It was like I knew his stuff before then, but it was very bits and pieces. And then 95, 96 something like that uh you started seeing west side connection yeah uh mac 10 dub c so it was like all right i'm seeing him kind of juggle both ends of that because he's doing a lot of like it's 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 like i'm trying to think who i could like say like 
I can't think of anybody like in rap right now because like a lot of like the hardcore like gangster rappers like aren't deemed like the best rappers. They're just deemed like the. But it's so crazy to me that like Ice Cube went from like that, and it's like only older people still say that about Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. Like you can't like you can still get a, a few young people to be like, yeah, Rakim was cold. Yeah, but like you don't get people to say that about Cube, and yeah. I just. I want to know why. It kind of grinds my gear. I can't wait till we do an Ice Cube episode. But it's the, I think it's the movie thing, though. It's just the movie thing. Because I think later down the line, when a lot of rappers, people that were really good at one point, when they crossed over to movies and they came back, it just didn't hit the same. And then they got identified one way because he got super successful. But his <laughs> legacy isn't tarnished as a rapper. No, yeah, it's not, it's not tarnished yeah, as a rapper. Just I just... Yeah, I just wonder about that because it's yeah. like, you know, like just how I was saying, like Scarface was writing for people in his group. So was Ice Cube. Ice Cube yeah. was writing for the motherfuckers. Yeah, he was doing all that shit. Yeah. So, you know, like that's pretty interesting to me. Um, but Hand of the Dead Body is amazing. Um, it's basically combating the idea of rap being a danger in a society and mm-hmm. who else to talk about that but Cube. Like he talked about that his whole career leading up to that point. Yeah. Um, and that's why I give Cube a pass. Yeah. On, on, on certain shit. Like, like when he, he says some wild shit. Not wild shit, but like, um, cause I, I like he's always kind of like been against the grain, mm-hmm. and like he kind of like always going to like I, I just trust Q. I don't, I don't think, I don't think Q has a lot of self serving like um things going on with himself. I think like his intention is always like good, and he thinks outside of the box. And yeah. like sometimes like people just want him, you know, people just want certain people to just be with the cause. And I think Cube is like, yo, I've seen the opposite side of this. And like, those motherfuckers ain't trying to do nothing. I try to play nice. I think what's cool about Cube is that he commercialized going against the grain. Yeah. So it's like, when you see him, you know he's going to think different. And even his mean faces are legendary. Like, he has segments sometimes when he goes on late shows where they'd be like, all right, now make a Cube face or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. he, and like, how would you read this as Ice Cube? Yeah. And he'll look at the camera and be upset and read it. Yeah. And that's and like it's, part of a segment. Yeah, it's part of a segment. Like he, he commercializes being fucking upset and yeah. not with everything. I think he, he and it's cool. Yeah, I think he gets it. I think like he knows like who like and then like he grew up in California. I don't care what you say. Everybody that like lives in California has like done some kind of acting. Yeah, I it's because that's that's that's, that's the main that's the main that's income in that city, like yeah. in how like so it's just like it just happens. Yeah. Everybody's done some kind of acting or, or been on in something or whatever like that. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But Cube knows. Um let's see here. Oh, the one time little like this it's a skit from like America's Most Wanted. It it mm-hmm. had like a little dialogue on it. But it just reminded me from that time frame, and if you're watching this, you part and, and you're younger, you know. America's Most Wanted was a segment that, you know, existed before the internet did that gave us, you know, that let you know what was going on in these streets. Yeah. With like these, uh, with murderers or suspects or whatever that's like out on and they're loose. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the nigga, what's his name? I forget his name that hosted it. I don't know what you're talking about. Because the funny thing is his son got killed. Did he? Yeah, like he did a he did an episode where he was trying to find a murderer of his son. Wow, I forgot I forgot his name. I know you're talking about though, like and and John Walsh. John Walsh. There you John go. Walsh. Um, I think he, yeah, he's still alive. John Walsh. And he he will come on with his fucking trench coat and be like, yo, if you see this person, <laughs> and I would be watching this shit like, bro, you would oh be my scared. God. Yeah, I'd be scared. I'd be like, this person is out here. <laughs> yeah, because he would lock in. Like after he gives you all the facts. He was always in this dark alley, 
and he's just looking dead at the camera like, yo, if you see this person, call this number. Like he cell phones didn't exist back then either. So it's yeah. like you had to like you, you had to be home. You had to think about it. You see this person and like y'all lock eyes and then like, like imagine like, yeah, like and the person see you running and they're like, oh no, you go to call you to call somebody. <laughs> Ain't no camera phones, nothing. Like I gotta get to a phone and call. <laughs> And and tell them where I saw them at, and they might not even be there no more. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> it's crazy, but it was just it just took me down memory lane with that. It unlocked the memory for me because I used to watch it like, holy shit, this thing's really out here. Yeah, I'd be scared. Yeah. Um, but what else? Let me see. Um, Mind Playing Tricks '94 was a great revisit. Yeah. Timeless instrumental, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the diary, the the um. Yo, no joke. I had, I had a big pock feeling for me. Yeah, no joke. And Mike Dean lost their minds on yeah. this track like that. Yeah. Like it was, it was so good, and mm-hmm. it was kind of like a pretty good like last, like the last track on the album. Yeah, like, it was kind of like good. Like I was like, whoo, mm-hmm. what an ender. Yeah, and then and then close it out with the Scarface intro. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, man. Like I said, very very cinematic. Like. um Shit, I mean, you know, I'm over here learning how to do things with cameras. Maybe, maybe I'll try to figure out like how to do something like on like what Irv Gotti was doing with tails or something like that. It's just oh, to like bring something to life. Yeah, bro, like this is great, like storytelling, like you know, mm-hmm. backstory and shit like that. It's a great story that could be told. Like I would love to see something about a, a kingpin in Houston. Yeah, that'd be fun. You know what I'm saying? Like doing all this shit, like it, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive. So I just think that like it's pretty dope and like. Scarface is just like a cool ass nigga, bro. Like, yeah. Um, we're lucky, lucky to have Scarface for real. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this album was a fun revisit. It really yeah, was, bro. Um, especially especially when you just I haven't heard it since like late nineties. Yeah, I'm on the hunt for the vinyl now. Shit, yeah. like like this, like this. Is it Discogs or Disco G's? I think it's it's Discogs. <laughs> Sarah told me it's Disco G's. Disco G's. Yeah, oh, like disc OG, disc OG. That would make sense if they only sold back catalog of stuff, but they sell new Yo, albums. Bro, it was every time, anything I say, bro, Sarah <laughs> corrects me and makes me think I'm saying it wrong, bro, and I'm tired of it. Uh, yeah, nah, it gotta be discogs. Yeah, like she pointed out that I say it it twice, and I don't, I didn't know I did that. It it was it it. Like I just say, like I guess if I'm like trying to say it, she says I say it twice every time, like double time. Uh-huh. Is it a stutter? I don't know. Because I don't know if I say it. I've never heard myself do it. I don't think I've heard that. I would have told you. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know, bro. Sometimes I feel like she says things to me to fuck with me and make me overthink. And I make you overthink. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, back into this. um, This album... I'm just going to... Let me just get this out the way. This album is a five my classic. There's nothing for me to like... Say like is is undeniable. It's an essential '90s project. Mm-hmm. It's an essential album. Um, that like is should be on like the rankings for like just greatest albums of all time. You know how they do the 500 greatest albums of all time or albums you must listen to before you die. Mm-hmm. Like this project is that, and it's and it's very good, and it's not something that like you is it, like hard to like sit through and listen to. Like it's it's a straight listen through. You like I I, I love. I love going on long car rides and like traveling out of town so I can like get through albums like this mm-hmm. because it makes it a lot easier because like it's telling and a story. It's not a loaded listen either. It's yeah. Good. It's 13 tracks. It's 13 it's tracks. an hour long. Yeah. And it just worked. And I, I just feel that like uh, this album like came out and like just cut through and like it was just undeniable. Mm-hmm. 
And I definitely, definitely like want to like see what it looks like of a conversation to be had about Scarface's like place amongst like the great rappers. Cause it's like I put him up there, but it's like it's it's one of those things where um I shouldn't make him interchangeable in my top ten. Like he's one of those people that should be cemented and I really gotta make sure I like stick to that. Yeah. For me. Like I know some people are like, well, I like who I like, but I'm just like I can never, I mean, me personally, I, I can never commit to a top 10. My shit changes all the time. Like, because I have people that I listen to. There's people that stay in there all the time forever. Mm-hmm. Then there's other people I just take out because it's just a mood thing. Yeah. They're just like who I listen to, who I really, really fucks with right now. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's just how it goes. But but the face, he's got to be in there. You're right. Like it's just it's just essentially the worst piece for itself. His voice, like what, like any, like you want to know another thing? How excited I get for that person when they're doing something and it's nothing new. Mm-hmm. So like for his tininess, the fact that like I woke up as soon as like as soon as it premiered, I woke up and listened to it. That's the first yeah. thing I did. Yeah. Like I think that's another way I can gauge it because mm-hmm. like there's certain artists I'm like I'll get to it. There was no, there was no like uh, weird build up hype for it. Like we saw, we saw. Juveniles come to fruition because of somebody randomly asking on the internet, and then it blew up the way that it did, mm-hmm. and that was cool. That was really cool. But Scarface was out of nowhere. They just was like, "Yo, Scarface Tiny Desk." I was like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. It was one of those that you don't know that you needed, mm-hmm. you know. And it just came, and it came at the right time. It was great. Um. So yes, I will get it out the way as well and say that this is a five. Um. This listening. This listening experience was great for me um it, it uh he reiterated how much of a great uh storyteller scarface is mm-hmm. for me and i think um i think it does it does some justice you know if you go go back and listen to it it still holds up very very well yep yeah um i would say i would highly recommend it we both highly recommend it at this point um revisit it let us know your thoughts or if you listen to it already or if it's in your rotation let us know I'm First Class Reg. And I'm Torian B. We're out of here, guys. Catch you guys next time. Dun-dun.